Hey, Dr. Mike here. Understanding the importance of nutrient absorption is key to supplementation. Stay tuned to find out more about it with our expert guest. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your hosts, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, welcome to Live Foreverish. Uh, so, Dr. Crystal, what a, I'm really happy we're, we're finally talking about this with a, an actual expert that can explain all of this stuff about absorption, et cetera, et cetera, today. Because you know, you and I, we talk about food first a lot. Absolutely. Right, and that's key. And, but then we explain the need for supplementation, right? Right. To fill in those nutrient gaps, talk about more optimal levels. And then people start questioning, well, how do I know everything's absorbing? How is it getting? What if it's going out the other way yeah. immediately? Yeah. Of course, they never question the food sources. That is very <laughs> true. You know, no, no one thinks that if I eat this apple, is it all getting into the body? Yeah. And so but maybe not, maybe not, maybe not. But we are going to focus on the supplementation and the mm -hmm. way we formulate and why thinking about absorption is key. Um, so we have a special guest. Her name is Dr. Christina Matthewman. She's the innovation team leader in research and product development at our sponsor, Life Extension. Uh, she's earned a master's in biophysics and medical physics. Um, from the University of Bucharest and a PhD in neuroscience from the Miller School of Medicine here at University of Miami. Dr. Christina, welcome to the show. So glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's exciting. We love having experts. So Crystal and I aren't saying I things we probably shouldn't <laughs> say. <laughs> so, I, we, so one of the reasons we we're bringing you on um, is you co-authored a review article that was published this year, right? I think 2023. 2023. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> and in that, you kind of brought to light, um, you know, like the limitations to how dr even drugs, you know, it's not just nutrients, how drugs, nutrients kind of get in and move throughout the body. And it's something we call pharmacokinetics, right? Yeah. So tell us a little bit kind of about the article, more about like why you felt this had to be written. We don't need to go through the details of the article. We'll talk about it. But just why? Why was this important for you to write? And then kind of give us a general explanation about absorption. So um, that's a very interesting topic for me. You know, I um, worked on that uh, specific formulation, and it was important for us to better understand all the limitations with curcumin in particular is very poorly absorbed. And um, it has a lot of uh, science behind it, this formulation that was specifically developed to overcome um, all of these limitations. And uh, not only that, the review also uh, summarizes all the preclinical and clinical work with mm -hmm. this formulation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been quite a work, but. So, so you bring up curcumin and you're using that as kind of the example of, of the absorption issue. And, yes. And stuff. Um, which is great because it doesn't take a lot of research to know curcumin. I mean, how many clinical studies have have shown efficacy with curcumin? I mean, I, I, exactly. hundreds over the last decade probably, right? But again, if you can't get it in your body, does you're not going to really benefit all that, that much, right, Dr. Crystal? That's right. Uh, so in the article, and I, kinda, I, I read through it, 
and bravo <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it's something that we we've talked about a lot as nutritionists but the general i think the the public awareness of the topic uh needs clarity the public needs clarity on it so can we start with absorption i like how you kind of started with that in the paper and i think that lays a good foundation uh, for our listeners on, on what's really happening with absorption Absolutely. Um, Dr. Crystal, this is like a, a very important question. I've seen the term misused even in, in the literature, in the field, mm. not, even the experts, not only right. the public. So um, when we talk about an oral formulation, um, absorption is defined really as that movement across the um, epithelial cells in the digestive tract into the bloodstream. Mm. So I like to think of Think of it as that first step in the journey of the drug through the body. And um, this absorption really involves the, the transport across several cell membranes. And uh, cell membranes are, like, fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's a passion of She's mine. She's a true but scientist. Yes, audience. yes. True they scientist are <laughs> They are, by design, right, a barrier uh, to outside world, it's not just that structural integrity, but it also protects us from everything that should not go right. inside mm -hmm. our bodies. And that's good and bad, because it also is semi-permeable to the good stuff as well. But the good part is that there are specialized mechanisms that allow transport of the nutrients and vitamins and all the good stuff that need to go in. So some of that those main mechanisms of absorption are either by um, uh, diffusion, which can be passive or active, and uh, that doesn't involve energy, and it usually goes across a concentration gradient from a high concentration to a low concentration, mm -hmm. and also active transport, and that it involves more specialized proteins mm -hmm. like uh, pumps and ion channels mm -hmm. that require energy and can also do the job of transporting against that concentration gradient. So so you mentioned these different ways of getting through, right? Yeah. So when you're formulating a, a product, right, or a, um, you know, a, making a formulation for like curcumin, let's just use curcumin as the base example here, right? right. You have to start thinking, well, how is this going to get in? What, what process is it using exactly. to cross? And so there's limitations there, but then I would assume things happen to the active ingredient just being in the stomach, just being in the small bowel. So what's some, what are some of those limitations you have to kind of anticipate to make sure we get enough curcumin? That's another great, great point. And that's the, one of the main limitations, especially with oral formulations, are right that the oral formula has to survive. Your stomach is a very acidic pH, and not only that, but also digestive and microbial enzymes that can transform that uh, active component, that can conjugate it, make it uh, into a, an inactive form that gets eliminated and doesn't get absorbed in the body. Mm -hmm. And so it's just the nature of the cellular membrane as well. That's a lipid bilayer. So it's by nature um, uh, hydro hydrophobic, and it doesn't allow charged particles to get through. Like you think about your calcium absorption, uh, 
and so on. So it's not just uh, the cellar membrane, but also um, the properties of the drug itself or mm -hmm. the formulation. Its solubility, its size. We talked about the charge, like most of these substances, when they get in solution, they become charged and polarized molecules that yeah. do not get, uh, cannot freely permeate through the membrane anymore. Yeah. Well, you, wa you, you wanted to talk, um, before we get into kind of the specifics of what you did with curcumin and, and the basically the reason you wrote the, this article, right? Bioavailability, right? Yes. That's a concept that you talked about in the paper. And yeah. you highlight that bioavailability is different from absorption. So can you explain the difference between the two? Right. So bioavailability is, by definition, is that fraction of the ingested drugs that uh, reaches the site of action in the body in its unchanged active form. And that mm. takes into account not only that absorption, that first step, but also the distribution through the body and the clearance rate. Like that includes your metabolism by the liver and also evacuation, elimination from the body. Mm -hmm. So um, that excretion. In pharmacokinetic studies, for instance, this is a um, parameter, the bioavailability is calculated as that um, area under the plasma concentration versus time curve, um, or AUC, and is typically relative to uh, the same process for the unformulated form. Yeah. And something mm. you just stated stood out to me was in its unchanged form. Yes. So if you're taking, let's, let's stick to curcumin, for example, curcumin in its unchanged form because after the absorption then it goes to the liver and then it's transformed or some of it is transformed so it are we talking about the amount after all of those transformations take place that that same curcumin how much of that is actually getting into the tissue that's spot on you i'm glad you picked up on that it's actually it's like the most important to have adequate sufficient amounts of the active forms of anything, um, any, any substance at, at the site of action in order to have some biological effect. Yeah. <coughs> and um, in the case of curcumin, it was shown, like several studies have shown that uh, the conjugated form, like curcumin mono, uh, uh, monoglucuronide, is actually 10 times less more antioxidant has less antioxidant activity, less anti-inflammatory activity than its conjugated counterpart. And that's n uh, been shown with other phenolic compounds that are notoriously low bioavailable as well, yeah. like such as quercetin. Yeah. In a recent um, animal study, animal model of hypertension, uh, when the deconjugation is blocked in this animal, so the free quercetin is not available, Quercetin intake doesn't lower blood pressure, so that's super important. And let, let me let's just I just want to back it up, just make yeah. sure we're following this mm -hmm. right. So, every step along the way from, so so you have this you have this compound you want curcumin. We want that. That's what we want, right? Yeah. In a sense, we call that free active curcumin. Exactly. But every step along the way, right? It comes through the gut, right into mm -hmm. the blood. You lose some there. 
It goes through the liver. You lose some there. Mm-hmm. Um, you then even mentioned this idea of conjugation. Mm-hmm. Um, if I may, that's – and you can please correct me if I'm wrong. That's, that's basically where things attach to that free exactly. active form, making it maybe a little less effective. And so at the end of the day, that free curcumin mm-hmm. is pretty low from where it started when you, when you, when you swallowed it. Is that exactly. kind of the idea? In the case of, again, absolutely true. In the case of curcumin, it's a one, 1% bioavailability for, for wh- free cur- with the unformulated. So it's it's very poorly. 1%? 1%. So, so, so if someone does cur- just a regular good old-fashioned curcumin from turmeric, little yeah. thing in a capsule. That's why you see those doses are pretty high. That was that, what that's I was going to say. Kind of overcome, just start exactly. shoving a whole bunch in there. Right, right, because the research shows curcumin, <coughs> curcumin works even you know in unformulated, but the doses are the doses are typically high. really high, and and something that you mentioned, it's still it they still it still has an effect, but not as effective as exactly. that free the free version of the curcumin that the actual. Uh, compound that you're putting in your body so there's exactly that idea is correct there's some activity from from conjugated and metabolites as well as well as some effect on potential effect on on my microbiota on on the actual gut microbes mm-hmm. itself mm-hmm. that can produce further mm-hmm. metabolites of their own but um mainly the free active forms in all the studies i've seen they they seem to have the higher biological effect. Yeah, so this makes me, st- I'm starting to think now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, she just kind of looked at me funny. Um, so we started all this by saying um, there's been hundreds, right, of curcumin studies throughout mm-hmm. the years. And, and they've shown some good efficacy in, an, in, in inflammatory conditions, as an example, even uh, cognition. Um, but what, but in those studies, they're probably using just regular old curcumin. I mean, so so what we're saying is if we can figure out how to get more free curcumin in the system, we might actually even enhance some of those results. Is that, am I on kind of the right track? So in the case of uh, the special formulation, well, it was tested in the studies with the unformulated curcumin. Uh-huh. There's also... Um, Historical now, a lot of strategies have been used mm-hmm. to improve bioavailability of curcumin and other other compounds. And um, yeah, in the case of this formulation, it was compared in the study with the unformulated curcumin, and it was always more effective and always at at the lower dose. So, what did you actually do to curcumin? <laughs> like, like, okay, so you've improved on <coughs> um, at the end of the day. What you've done is you've allowed now more free, active mm-hmm. curcumin exactly. to get to the cells where we want it. How, so was so it some magic? <laughs> 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 we are magicians, but this was uh, this was using a, a patented technology that is a water-only based uh, process that combines the curcuminoids from curcumin formulation with the uh, a homogeneous gel phase, uh, phase of the fenugreek galactomannan fiber. I'll make this simple yeah, for okay. you. Okay, <laughs> yes. So um, <laughs> these curcuminoids are effectively encapsulated 
in a hydrogel-like structure that hydrophobic pockets are produced by these fibers. So that protects the curcuminoids from degradation from mm -hmm. intestinal um, enzymes. Mm -hmm. And also it allows uh, this um, complex to stick around more, longer in, in the intestine to improve that absorption. Mm, okay. mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's like a scaffolding yeah. for little, little, for the little pod or something. Exactly. little submarine that surrounds the, <laughs> With the, the air the pocket cricket. in the middle. And, and, and what about conjugation that has? So does it also decrease some of the conjugation that you Exactly. It, it protects yeah. these curcuminoids from getting the, enzyme, the enzymes attacking them. Yeah. And what, so when you did this, right, when you made this formula, I mean, what, what were the results? Like yep, what, 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 what's the conclusion? What did you find out? What, how much more free curcumin are we seeing? In, in the clinical human study that was done um, comparing with the unformulated curcumin, um, it was 45, up to 45% fold, sorry, fold increase in bioavailability. So that's pretty impressive even compared to other formulations and uh, it did measure free curcumin. Mm -hmm. Some of the, the challenges in, in the field were um, in some of the methods that are used by mm -hmm. other um, formulations in where they, they treat, they pre-treat the plasma samples with an enzymatic treatment that kind of artificially frees the curcuminoids. So what you measure in the actual um, AUC would not be the true measurement of free curcuminoids. In order to do that, you would have to compare that value before enzymatic mm -hmm. treatment with after enzymatic treatment. That would give you the true value of the free curcuminoids, the true amount. Now, in the, in the clinical study that you're referencing, did they evaluate any clinical outcomes or was it just kind of focused on the bioavailability at this point? Absolutely. There are, there's three bioavailability studies, but also more than 10 clinical studies. I think there's 12 oh, <laughs> and nice. some more in the, in the <laughs> works. Uh, so there's a lot of research with the curcumin formulation with fenugreek and that you know, um, including safety m measures of brain health. We know that it was studied in in humans, uh, given to people, and they looked at um, with uh, electroencephalography, mm -hmm. showed um, increase in brain waves. So that suggesting that the compound actually crosses the blood-brain barrier. And we know that it does from the animal studies in which they actually measured it, but the human, obviously, we cannot dissect people's <laughs> people's brains, so that's a surrogate for a mm -hmm. measurement for mm -hmm. um, yeah. blood-brain permeability, yeah. so that was cool. And also liver health, uh, cardiovascular parameters that were measured, anti-inflammatory, uh, lowering you know, um, effect on lipid profile, and um, joint health as well. I love it. Wow. We, we, you know, we, we talk often about like a, a core foundation of nutrients that people need. And curcumin is kind of right up there, right? Where it's not yes. always in our top, but it's like wants to be in the top. It sounds like maybe we need to move it into the foundation, Dr. Chris. So this whole fenugreek glucomannan scaffolding exactly. thing, is this now 
Is this going to be applied to other nutrients now, or is it really just a curcumin thing? You are a pioneer thinker. Yes, I like <laughs> it. And that's that's what um, the the company providing this technology has successfully applied it further to other notorious uh, phenolic compounds that have poor bioavailability, including uh, fisetin, um, quercetin, and probably more yeah. in the works. So it's exciting. That's exciting. With slight yeah. tweaks of the of the formulation, obviously, uh, but the the idea is the same, like providing that protection and improved bioavailability through the scaffolding of the fiber from from the fenugreek. Yeah, and I hope I hope I mean th this is important stuff, right? Yes. It's you know uh, people who who are really into filling in that nutritional gap, looking at different nutrients to do that, not just food, right? We talked about that understanding all this and being able to to be a good consumer right and know yeah. know what to look for yeah to make sure number one that you're getting your money's worth right Very and that true. what you're taking is actually getting to the cells that that w where we need it to be right so this Absolutely. is fabulous what where we can hope. um our audience learn a little bit more about some of the stuff you formulate a very good resource is always our, our website, lifeextension.com, where um, they can find further uh, details and references to all these studies and um, the technology as well. And other PubMed. That's the scientist. That's the scientist. I think Life Extension does a better job of <laughs> translating that scientific technical mm -hmm. language yeah. into a more... Um, Consumer-friendly yeah. language. Yeah. Well, at so. the end of the day, we you know people have to understand. Yes. They don't right. understand. They're not going to listen. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> that's great, Dr. Christina. Uh, thank you so much for it. Was fa fascinating work number one, um, and just so happy that you came on, kind of helping us and our audience just get a better handle of all these words they hear, like absorption and bioavailability and free forms and active. Um, so again, thank you for coming on. Absolutely, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, so you can go to liveforeverish.com where you can download more of our episodes, right? When you're there, uh, Dr. Crystal, 404. I'm, I'm actually making that up. It's close. Oh, goodness. It's like 403. I keep forgetting. I'm not problem. sure, but two a week. Two a week. And yes. we were at 400 like a month ago. Wow. So, so yeah. Bravo. There's a, <laughs> there's, there's a lot there. And when you do, uh, please go ahead and download, like, and share. We'd love to hear from you. And, of course, subscribe so you never miss a show. It's the one-two punch. You can give your email, and you'll receive newsletters from our sponsor, Life Extension. And then you can um, subscribe to your favorite podcast service right there. That's liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. That's Dr. Crystal. Thanks for listening.